2022, and today we have a smashing podcast for you. I'm smashing, wow. Smashing indeed. I am uh, Shane Lindsay. I'm one host. Okay, um, Andrew Bosch. I guess I'm the other host. Yeah. The smashing podcast. On this smashing podcast, and today we're we're diving into a really, really controversial topic on a lot of college campuses across the United States. You know, we're gonna talk about hazing. We're gonna talk about uh, everything that comes with the word hazing. You know, like the connotations behind it, mm-hmm. why people see it the way they do, and really why it happens too. Yeah, that's our goal. And so, a little bit of background information for you. Uh, mm-hmm. I am not a part of a fraternity, and I probably won't be a part of a fraternity just because of personal choices. But Andrew here is. I am. Um, I am a member of a fraternity here at the University of Kentucky. We're not going to name any names. Yeah, right. keep you kind of disclosed. Yeah, some secrets. But, um, and so we're going to try to use both point of views and discuss um, discuss hazing. Yeah. And how it affects the University of Kentucky as a whole and just fraternities and the reputation we get. So uh, first off, I just want to jump back in and jump right in and talk about uh, kind of the negative connotations behind it, like I said, like, why why is it viewed the way it is? And, uh... Yeah, um, it's like a bad rap, like, mostly because people don't want to join fraternities because of the hazing that goes on here, or not, I don't know, like, in them, I guess, to say. Um, so that's kind of like a drawback point, I guess, for the fraternities. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I think that's a, that's a defining reason for people not to turn, join, for most uh, non-fraternity members, you know? Yeah, I think you have to, like, go into, like, if you, like, want to join one, you have to, like, go into, like, thinking, like, you, with, like, 100%, like, you can't, like, back down or anything. Yeah, you, you're going for, like, other things. you got to go in mentally prepared yeah. for what happens. And I think that's a lot because of the stigmatism behind hazing, you know, and what all that entails. And, I mean, it, it gets a bad rep on social media platforms, too, you know? Uh, I mean, uh, Time Magazine, U.S. News made a post about since 2010, there have been 28 reported yeah. deaths due to hazing. That's animals. horrible. I mean, yeah, and that's that's a bad thing. It's like not even like, not even like one like university as well. These are like multiple across like the United States. Like, and some of them are small small universities too. Not all of them are big SEC or Big Ten schools. You know. Mm-hmm. Seen a few tech schools, a few, like, um, private universities as well, and it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, it just shows, like, that this, this can happen anywhere, like, you might think you can get away from it, but really not, um, you don't, like, you don't, like, I don't know how to, like, put it into words, like, it's kind of, like, it's, like, this happens everywhere, and, um, yeah, it's just a horrible thing that happens Some to some people, especially if they are driven to the point of losing their life. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, you hate that for, for them and for their family as well. Who just yeah. Because I, I, mean, I see, like, it shows, like, the ages on this timeline. So it's, like, 18, 18, 19, 18, 18. So these kids are, like, young, like, freshmen and stuff. So, like, they, like, basically, like, lost their whole life yeah, ahead of them. So much more to live, I'm sure. But, I mean, do you think that's kind of the risk that you have with joining? fraternities like you go in knowing like 
maybe there's not a chance that you're going to lose lose your life, but there's definitely a chance that you'll <clears throat> be hurt or injured related to these incidents. Um, so I would say like, I'm kind of like bringing us into personal perspective here. I joined thinking like maybe there's like a possibility of getting like haze like that, but they kind of like reassured us that like that's like not the case. Like at this specific fraternity, mm-hmm. maybe at other ones, like they basically told us like, hey, we don't do that. Like it's just like not worth it. Like we're actually a brotherhood. I'm going to haze you into like thinking that like you're part of this or something. We actually want to like make you feel like you're together as like one. I don't know how to explain it. No, yeah, I understand that completely. I think that was the original goal of hazing. Kind of yeah, it's just like my kind of viewpoint on it is like just like trying to like weed out like the week, kind of like how like some like college courses go. Like yeah, it's like like the intro like freshman classes they like tend to be a little bit more difficult to kind of like weed out like a certain group of people. Yeah, I think in like college chemistry last semester, fifty percent of the students dropped out. Yeah, so it's just like basically trying to like weed out the week. So it's kind of like in my opinion, like kind of the same thing as hazing. Like show like like loyalty and like compassion towards it oh, like yeah. it's like do you like really want to be in this fraternity, this fraternity yeah. yeah so that's kind of that's how kind of like i think how it is but like i of course like some people were just like oh i'm older than you like you're just like a you're just like a pledge and um you have to do whatever i say and all that and so, i think that's kind of when you get to the bad part of yeah hazing. i think that's when these uh injuries and deaths like that's when they become a risk of happening is when mm-hmm. some some members get a big ego you know, and they're like, you're going to do exactly what I say when I say it, tell you to do it, and then that can become a problem. Yeah. There's always, like, just, there's always just one guy who just kind of, like, takes it just a little bit too far. Yeah. Every, everything has a bad side of it. Like, every every sports fan base has, has bad fans. Mm-hmm. They take everything to extreme. Everything has extremes. And so I think that hazing gets a bad rep because of its extremes, but it's because their extremes are so bad. Yeah. It's like one – if, like, you see, like, one case of, like, Hopefully not, like, any more. Like, if one more, like, kid dies due to, like, this hazing, it's kind of, like, just makes people want to, like, I don't know, kind of like, get rid of fraternities as a whole across the U.S. Yeah, and uh, you brought up a good point. Even, like, big news companies like Time Magazine have mm-hmm. kind of articles, like, they should get a, get rid of fraternities for good just mm-hmm. because of these incidents. And, I mean, they're bad. And I think the big noteworthy one that a lot of people remember is the, the incident at Penn State with the, the young man who died. Yep. Uh, see, it says, uh, I think he fell down a flight of stairs and nobody, like, tried to help him until, like, the next morning. And at that point, he was, like, already too late. So, yeah. And he had severe alcohol poisoning, I think. And that's just kind of what led to it. And that got a big... Big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're not they're not on Penn State anymore. Yeah, they got kicked off. Kind of like uh, kind of like how Farmhouse is here. Oh yeah, that yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big ordeal. They got. I think they're off campus now too. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's confirmed yet or not. I heard they were gonna be off for good. Yeah, they might. Cause I mean, cause like that affected like my. Like, that affected my whole entire, like, pledge process for, like, a good couple months. Well, for, for listeners who don't know, uh, last semester, it was probably around October. Yeah, it was October, yep. Yeah. Um, Farmhouse was going, getting ready to do serenades, I believe? Yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, they had a pledge member who, uh, I believe, just had alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I think they pre-gamed it, I think. I don't know. They might have. 
I we didn't do like that stuff, but like I think like majority fraternities do that. Yeah, pre game get a little bit of liquid confidence. Yeah. Game, but I think they just took it a little bit too far there. Oh, for sure. And uh, anyways, he was he passed out, and I believe no one checked on him, and they they he was found dead later that night, and mm-hmm. another one severely injured, and that was a huge ordeal, especially mm-hmm. at, at UK. And like you were saying, it affected your whole life. Yeah, the, I think the IFC actually went through like every fraternity and like like did like a kind of like a background check on them mm-hmm. and they kind of like looked at like what they're doing like like so like now they're like a little bit more like involved in that what they were i would say mm-hmm. kind of like making sure like this stuff doesn't like happen anymore and that's good i think there needs to be regulation yeah that's yeah how you fix this whole hazing process to begin with but uh how involved would you say ifc is in your like i mean ever since like that Ever since like that happened, we've uh, we've been going to like multiple, like I guess like presentations and stuff. Like we had like multiple of these like things we had to go to, like alcohol training, like how to like make sure like everyone is like safe like, in a safe environment in case like stuff this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we can like control it like well, um, and so stuff like that. We've been to like I guess like four or five of those so far mm-hmm. since this happened. So it's a good amount. I'm. I don't see like those like stopping anytime soon. I feel like, like they're gonna be doing those like every year, just to like keep that like in people's minds like what to do and stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. That, that's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even the heads of the fraternities, like the leaders within the fraternities, they're all college students still. Yeah. And <laughs> they're just as immature and young as us freshmen are, and yeah, they need to they need to learn how to handle these dire situations and. That's I think that's a good way you can prevent these incidents from happening, but maybe not altogether. And I mean, there's there's been many other incidents too. And I think a funny one you told me the other day that I actually thought about a lot before going into this was the I don't know what fraternity it is, and we we won't name it anyways. But there's a a pledge leader, right? Is that what it is? I think it's called yeah. Uh, we usually call it a like a pledge president. Pledge president. Coming like president of the pledge class. Yep. Yeah, and so every year he will or every pledge class, he will break his arm. Yeah. I think, like, the older brothers, like, once they get, like, initiated, they break the, we call it a PCP. I think they break the guy's arm. I think that's, it's, like, more down south. It's not enough around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... That's just, that's just crazy. Like, <laughs> that's insane to me that you would willingly go through that for... I mean, it's tradition, though, like you said. Like, yeah. for years is what it sounds like. But that's an insane tradition. And I think there becomes a point where you have to draw the line. And be like, yeah. all right, we've been doing this for a while, but it needs to change. Things aren't the same they were a hundred years ago whenever when fraternity started. Yeah. So. I think the whole like fraternity like scenes completely changed from like what these guys in the nineteenth century basically uh, <laughs> thought what was going to happen, so And I mean change change is a big part. Tradition is huge. I'm from a family who really like cherishes traditions and like if, they, if Thanksgiving isn't the same exact thing every single, every single year, we mm-hmm. freak out. But there comes a point when tradition is becomes harmful to everyone a part of it. And I think that's what hazing has become to a lot of fraternities around, yeah. across the United States. And uh, especially like with the PCP who breaks his arm or then when it leads to alcohol poisoning and kid dies, like change change needs to happen. And everyone very much so this. yes everyone recognizes this but the hard part is kind of when you get into to how you would change this yeah I think 
So I'll offer my opinion about this. Um, change does need to happen, especially like not at, like specifically here, maybe like other like universities and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the odds of like that happening are like slim to none, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Like I don't think like anything's gonna be changing like anytime soon. I think anytime soon. You bring up the topic of hazing, it is either one extreme or the other. Yeah. People are like, yeah, it's a terrible thing when you shut down fraternities for good, or it's <clears> people who are like hazing isn't even a real thing. Yeah, because like. Like we we said, like shutting down fraternities as a whole, I feel like that's near improbable. I think too, because yeah. it's like so much money is like in these, like especially like the big ones. For sure, for sure. And like, they might. I think we. I think every fraternity has like a philanthropy event that kind of like goes. Like a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money into like these big charities. Yeah. And if they get without this money, then like it kind of like hurt these charities a little, a lot. Mm-hmm. So, that's, I mean, like. I think. That, uh, like you said, shutting them down as a whole is definitely improbable. Mm-hmm. And there's no amount of rules or guidelines that would get rid of hazing completely. No, because, like, they can, like... They can just ignore them. Like, they can go off campus, like, an hour away and do it. Like, yeah. nothing is stopping them, which kind of, like, it's the scary part about it, but... It's, I mean... It's really hard to hold these fraternity leaders accountable about hazing when you can't monitor them 24-7. Mm-hmm. You get a actual adult within the fraternity which is also improbable to like well i mean yeah they have like every fraternity has like a i guess like a administration kind of like just guys who are like 40 50 years old like actually like so it's kind of like think about it as a business there's like there's like a like there's like a ceo kind of kind of enthusiastically but like they have like all these guys so like every time we initiate like the new like members there's always a representative there to like make sure like it's like goes well and stuff it's like nothing like i don't know so like oh, yeah. so there's like there's like people like who like watch over like everyone uh-huh. are they are they in the houses often or do they come by or do you know that i personally only seen one okay. but just because there's hundreds oh yeah of uh these like across all the u.s campuses so every major school has yeah, they can't like be everywhere at once, obviously. But like, I'm sure they've definitely been. They definitely make make their rounds and stuff yeah. Yeah. to make sure everything's going well. But even then, it's hard to monitor like what happens. Yeah. On a, on a Thursday thousands, night. thousands of kids. <laughs> yep. Every Thursday night, something's gonna happen, and so it, it's difficult to monitor. And that's when it becomes a uh, a real discussion on how how we handle this hazing issue. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, it is an issue. We can't just ignore it. Like mm-hmm. kids are dying young gentlemen who have their whole life ahead of them are at risk of losing their life and you know you don't want that for anyone yeah but uh well like this like we like talked about like kind of like getting like rid of the word pledge and like stuff like that um as like a group but um yeah making it more accepting yeah like so like getting like rid of the word pledge kind of like maybe like maybe like make like the pledge process so like if you don't know what that is it's like you get a bid and then you go through like this time i guess however long the fraternity wants you to until like, you get initiated it's called a pledge process um and basically like if we get rid of the word pledge and maybe like can like, i get rid of like that process kind of yeah but like like i said like mo- most of these fraternities like trying to like weed out like the ones who like are like, loyal aren't committed yeah to like these so it's like, it's, like i think that's what the whole process is about that but like i don't know but it's also like where a majority of the hazing goes on there yeah, it's to those pledges. Out, yeah. And 
when you when you compare it to shorty which is a huge difference by the way greek life between um fraternity sorority yeah because sorority girls i think they like they're in it like as soon as they get a bit yeah Once and you, it's you're a part of it, totally yeah. different for the fraternities yeah and that system seems to work well but at the same time uh i i know multiple sorority girls and it seems like the their relationship with the other members isn't as strong yeah. as most of fraternity mm-hmm. members that i know and you could say that's because of hazing or the initiation process that really comes with fraternities and so yeah because like some of these sororities have like hundreds or hundreds of people like pledge classes like yeah. the people new people coming in while again like fraternities they're like only like 30 40 and then if that like, get initiated some might leave some might get dropped and you never know yeah, and here on campus i've heard of stories like having to force girls to come live at the house because they don't want to spend the money to go live there and i hmm. think that's Partly because of their, they don't have that same connection that a lot of fraternity members mm-hmm. I know do, and so that's when it becomes difficult with trying to deal with hazing. Because one, it it works. I think most of the time, if it's done correctly, pledges will have a greater bond with um, like the, the older members. The older members. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I feel like I've got like really close to like a lot of guys due to like that pledge process and yeah. stuff. And there, and there's a. There's good ways you can handle hazing, and I think mm-hmm. one you brought up is like you really enjoy serenades, right? I I really <laughs> enjoyed serenades, but the IFC sees that as like, like I guess forcing these kids to like sing to a whole sorority. Yeah, and it can be embarrassing to a lot. Yeah, of people like I had we had like thirty guys do it, so it's kind of like less like I don't know, like less embarrassing if you have a whole lot of people. But like some of these fraternities have like five, six guys, which could be kind of embarrassing towards them so yeah so it, it all depends on this on the situation behind it but mm-hmm. there are non-physically harming ways to do this hazing is is the point i'm trying to get at. and uh whether it's serenades or some other um like physical activity like maybe you go play ultimate frisbee one day yeah. or some kind of like we, basketball competition we played i played wiffle ball with a couple guys during my process that was fun that was always a good time yeah, that's a great way to connect with them yeah and so i think goal that the IFC and the whole fraternity system as a whole across the United States is to just I don't know how to word this correctly but uh, redo the whole kind of like hazing process like kind of like restructure it restructure yeah that's a good way to say it and just pivot it towards a more like inviting almost and Mm -hmm. welcoming welcoming way when still weeding out those who aren't committed yeah yeah, I think it definitely needs some like restructure or something. Yeah. At least, maybe not a whole lot, but I guess a little bit will help. I mean, yeah, at least. Maybe like maybe like check have like an IFC member I like, kind of check in every week or something, mm-hmm. just to see like, hey, how's it going or something. I don't maybe, know. Maybe more like mental health. You know, that's a big issue in the United States. They have more mm-hmm. mental health checks for pledge members just to see how they're handling the whole process. And yeah, that could be good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult topic, and I think if you come at it with the approach of um, just getting rid of it as a whole, that no fraternity member, no fraternity leader will listen to you, because it's not, it's not a feasible option in yeah. their minds, because of the tradition behind it, because of the yeah, cause they, value of it. Like these, these leaders might say, like, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of fix it up, and then, like, 
turn their backs on like the IFC and just completely be like hypocritical towards I mean, them. College yeah. It's not like every college student follows they're, the rules. They're yeah. away from their parents and all that. They can do whatever they want basically down here. Yeah, I just think more monitoring and and be more inviting to your new members. Like it, it'll also it'll make more people want to join without the fear of being like harmed or having to go through the hazing process as a yeah, whole. Yeah, it definitely probably bring in a lot more like members, which will help the fraternities like mm-hmm. financial wise, yeah, stuff sure. like that. And you know, you may lose that that really tight bond that you have, but. At the same time, you might. I mean, there's yeah, you can definitely like you said, there's other ways you can like try to form that bond. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like trying to like torture these kids, basically. Exactly, exactly, and you know, the goal of this podcast is just kind of look to bring up why it happens and how how we could possibly fix it, but just look possibly, at it from yeah. a different light, you know. And I think that needs to be done with any controversial topic, but especially this one where it's very. You're one side or the other. There, there mm-hmm. needs to be a middle ground. Yeah, it's either you want them or you want them to leave. So yeah, I think that that's the approach that the IFC as a whole and universities should start trying to implement and uh, getting this hazing issue solved. But um, yeah, is a I got. I mean, like yeah, I got like nothing else to say about it. Um, it's like I, I do not believe that like these will ever change, but like maybe like try to like in, try to encourage it mm-hmm. will will help. It's not a bad thing to do. Yeah. But yeah. There's only so much you can do. I mean, you have to. Because like I feel like. Rule changes they, alone won't fix it. Yeah, they won't. Appeal to the older members. It's just like yeah, it's just like the, like you said, tradition. Like mm-hmm. the older guys went through it. Like why? Will the new guys like not go through it? Like that's just kind of like a, I guess like kind of like a um, reason. Yeah. yeah. Passage you have to go through. Yeah. Is is what happens in that mindset. Mm-hmm. That's what they see. Like same way with my football team in high school. Like that was that rite of passage that they had. Like you had to get just cracked on all freshman season by the older men. Yeah. And it's the same way with hazing. Like it's in their minds, it's okay because they did it. Yeah. I mean, like. From high school, we uh, if you're like a first year on varsity, like no matter what year you are, freshman through senior, uh, you always got your head like buzzed, like <laughs> yeah. for the off season. Yeah. I mean, I had to do that, and it was whatever. Like the guys before me had to do it, and we made the kids who after that like we didn't make them. They wanted to do it because because like they thought of it like um, as like oh I made it like mm-hmm. I'm like good enough to be on varsity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's just that's just something we did. And that's a good tradition. That's an example of a good tradition that will that creates that bond within members. And I think that's kind of what hazing needs to pivot towards is less see how much alcohol we can consume without killing a kid. Yes. <laughs> yes. More along the lines of just like creating those memories, man. Like I don't know, go on a hike, go do something fun. Play with a ball. Play with a ball. Yep. I mean, there's so many ways you can do it without without injuring or risking people's lives and. I think that's what fraternity, older fraternity, uh, pledge executives, PCPs, whatever you call them, uh, they need to realize about this process. Mm-hmm. But I think that concludes our segment today. I think that is. I think I hope everyone learned a little bit, thought a little bit, and um, there's not going to be a next time, but check in next time. <laughs> You never know. You never know. This could take off. Smashing podcast. This is what we're going to call it, but...
Anyways, have a good day. Good day. Good day.